0: Eye on Real Estate on AM 970. The Answer. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate.
1: Good morning. I'm Donnie Herman and you're listening to Iron Real Estate. We're the only show on talk radio that is all about real estate. And I'm pleased to say real estate has really performed right through the pandemic. It's probably helped our economy profusely. And I've always said there's no place like home and The home, you know, the American dream will never go out of business. It will always be because there was a time, I think in 2007 or 2008, when everything was going bad and real estate people were losing value. They said, millennials will never want real estate. They're never going to buy it. They saw with their parents losing money. They're not going to buy it. Well, no one lost money if they didn't have to sell it. Everything went back up. And millennials, believe it or not, They're the largest buying population that we have. They believe in real estate. They love real estate. And they would like to buy multiple houses when possible. So I think the pandemic has made home even more important to people. Um, I think that people being home and, you know, home is where you're safe, where you feel safe. Uh, People spending time in their homes, which was the only place that was safe for a long time. Hopefully we're coming to a, hopefully an end or kind of a, yeah, kind of hopefully we're, we're going to, we're coming to the end of this pandemic. I'm sure it's going to be around for a while longer, but it doesn't seem everything, the cases are down, hospitalizations are down, deaths are down. So hopefully uh, it'll be a period of time that I'm sure if they have books down the road, they'll be reading in history. And we'll talk about that to our children, our grandchildren, and they'll talk about it. So it's uh, pretty phenomenal. And I just want to say to everybody, this has been a very difficult year for all of us, but we have all stuck it through. And uh, I guess we've all learned a lot, a lot about what's important in life from it. So with that, I'm happy to uh, my co-host, Steve Ebert, who specializes in real estate law both residential and commercial and he's a partner at Casson and and they have offices in of manhattan westchester and of course ace who started the show with me ace what a superb hi ace There's good morning daddy good morning steven yeah. and ace good morning daddy good morning Ace. You. i have to congratulate you. you know ace i have to say i he's gonna blush but you can't see him on radio so it doesn't matter uh he really from the day I met him was a superstar and he was kind of I was just telling Stephen that you know I was interviewing and all these guys came in and all dressed up and looked like bankers and you know they were the business 25 years 20 years all uh, very well established and it was a Friday I'll never forget it and then in walks Ace and I said Oh, no, it's Friday night. I want to get out of here. (laughs) And he walked in and he was just unconventional, quirky, and he opened his mouth and that was it. He was a superstar and I just knew it. And I am so proud of him because um, he went from, uh, well, actually, he, 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 he came with us when we were with a certain bank, and then the bank just started to get out of joint ventures, and then we had no bank. And then we were, we've gone through every horrible thing that could happen. Okay. And we, we pulled it all off. We went through the, any obstacle. And believe me, there were, Ace could tell you, it was so many obstacles. And we just carried through. And now, Ace, God knows he's running all of Citizens Bank across the country. And I I, I just am so, I'm so proud of him. Plus, he is probably one of the best people I know inside. I always say to him, I want to meet your parents, which I did, to say, boy, they brought you up great. But Ace, congratulations, and thanks for being so loyal. And You've come every Saturday, and I know you're busy, so busy now. And I just can't thank you enough and tell you how much I love you and how much proud I am of you.
2: Oh, Dottie, you you are making me blush, and nobody can see it. But um, I know <laughs> I, I. You know what? I, I love you too, Dottie, and and I, and I have to tell you. And I'm not just saying this because, you know, we're on the radio show together, and and all those years that I've I've worked with you, and still work with you. Um, I've learned so much from you, and uh, it's been such a an amazing journey. And and for the folks that are listening on on this show, you know, when Dottie talks about our challenges and. And obstacles, you know, I I truly feel that's what makes you better. And I think for anyone listening here, you know, I know Steven's been through his trials and tribulations. Dottie, you've been through yours as well. But it really makes us that much better. And I think in life, you need to experience those situations to to really figure out, you know, what what you're all about and and what you can do to really create solutions. And uh continue to get better, so I mean that's really the purpose of this show too, Dottie, why we give our time um year after year after year and you know you started the show by saying that millennials are are the number one um, purchasers for first home time buyers, and for years we you know we were talking about millennials not wanting to buy and they weren't buying and you know, what's going to look, um, what what it's going to look like for the housing market for this particular group of of folks. And, you know, we continue to learn and evolve year after year after year. We've been talking about rates going up for seven, eight years now, Dottie, and it's still low. So I I think every year you learn something new. And this is what, this is what the show is all about, right? Really continue to learn what's, in the know real time instead of reading things, because sometimes when you read things, you know, you might get misconstrued or get misinformation. And this show is really to talk about things that are happening in real life. And, you know, I can't thank you enough, Dottie, for just allowing me to be on the show and continue to build relationships with our listeners every single and week.
1: I, so. I want to thank citizens bank, which I also, as I said, to all my banking with, and my mortgages are with citizens for really believing in our show and sponsoring us. And uh, I just want to give hats off to them. Um, they are a great company, a great bank, but they also really believe in the people that work for them. And as big as they are, they, they keep it little. Wh- when I say that, I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, companies, when they get big and when they get successful, you know, you know them when they start. Then all of a sudden they get so big, they kind of lose that touch, that personal touch. And of course, I don't know about you, but I like to have a personal touch when I'm dealing with someone and they never lose that. Everyone is an individual and they take as much time as they can. So I want to thank you, Good Citizens Bank. And after all the accolades, I, I just want to say that, you know, I think we've all learned a lot of lessons. I think we've grown a lot. For one, I learned how to do Zoom. Uh, I think we all have. Okay. Um, no, and, I, and I've and met so many different people. Um, and I remember when the pandemic, uh, when we were locked down in March, and I guess everybody was going crazy. So I got everybody that tried to call me and reach me for like 10 years that I never took time to take their calls every vendor that was trying to sell me something i guess and i said well i'm bored i'm going crazy so i'll take the call and um i i meet with a group of people um, every week it's called citizens for a safer new york and um every profession every every age group some really really big people some people that you wouldn't know and truthfully but 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 everyone is you know, it's not just, it's not real estate. It's just everybody who cares about bringing us back to where we were. And I will say we have work to do, but it's getting better. We even have traffic jams now, which oh, I'm like, oh my God, traffic jams again. But in a way, it's good to see that. Uh, And really so many people that come and give up their time and really, really, really just to, to, to give back and to help. Bring us back, and I always tell everybody: when you bet against New York, you're going to lose. And a lot—they asked me to speak um, this week. uh, Actually, last Thursday I spoke for them, and they wanted to get the—they wanted to say, "What's the real story, Dottie?" Because with the media today, and I'm not uh, picking on any particular. Media, but you know, there's so many different sides of stories that you never know what's the right side. I mean, like there's so they spin it so many different ways um, that people really don't know what to believe. So they said, we don't want to hear what the papers say; we want to hear what the truth is. What's 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 really going on? And I will tell you, of course, the country is uh, nationally, and I always like to give you a national uh, focus on it. Nationally, you know, pretty much. Real estate's on fire, Uh, especially the suburbs. Uh, But uh, as far as New York City, we're busy. People are buying because they see opportunities. And um, they're buying at prices that were unheard of. And very rarely is New York for sale. And, you know, Ace, I went to, this is really a weird story. I went to... There was two years ago. Do you remember when Hudson Yards opened? And Hudson Yards is kind of a, was like right before the pandemic opened, I would say, Steve, how would you say? It's a big, basically indoor shopping center that's high-end luxury. There's restaurants and bars and every store you can name. And it's beautiful. And unfortunately, uh, it opened and the pandemic came. And then Neiman Marcus was their anchor store. And Neiman Marcus pulled out. And um, I had remember from two years ago, when I first went there, there was a piece of art in a gallery that was in the window. And I never forgot that piece of art. And I wanted to find it. So I was looking all over and couldn't find it. And I said, let me just take a chance to see if that gallery I doubt they'll be open. Well, they were open. And I went to Hudson Yards last week. And you want to know something? Every single store was open. And they have been open for the last seven months. And I found that I really, you know, I wouldn't have even thought that. They stayed open. And now the, the, it's not busy. There's not a lot of people shopping yet. At this time, I think people are waiting so they feel safer with hopefully everyone gets their shot. So we get herd immunity. Uh, but they have been troopers. They've been open for the last six or seven months. And so there's a lot of places that really stuck it out and stayed open. And they're one of them. And I was quite impressed by that. Uh, and I think in the city, you're starting to see restaurants open. And as the weather gets nicer, because I think a lot of people in a lot of restaurants said, well, no one's going to want to eat outside when it's freezing out. Which, uh, for the most part, unless you like to eat in freezing weather, uh, is true. I think you're starting to see now people come out. The city looks busier. You actually have traffic. Uh, And more and more places are opening up. And I hear some of the hotels will be opening up in May uh, or June. And, uh, Broadway's supposed to come back sometime in September. I'm going to have Wendy Fetterman on the show to talk a little about what what's happening with Broadway and when that's going to open up. And what is it have to do with real estate? Everything. Um, because when you buy in an area, like if they have no amenities and, and this is really a good example, if you're, if you buy in an area that has no stores and there's no restaurants and there's no laundry and there's no, then, It'll go for a very little money because there's no amenities. Amenities are really important, and I'm really pleased to say I think the city's really starting to come back. And I want to thank all of those who have really stuck it out and try to make it better. Um, Ace, are you seeing that?
2: Yeah, Dottie, I can. T- I was just about to tell you um, the movie theaters are finally open, right? So I have plans to go with my friends tonight. Um, you know, it's been so long; we've been watching Netflix. Every single right. night at home and you, you scroll through, through those, um, I guess, movies and you can't decide to pick one for like an, for an hour. So yes. I, I can't wait to go and get a popcorn, get a soda, you know, just go with friends and um, you know, just, just that feeling of going back to the theaters. And I can tell you yesterday I was actually helping out one of my uh, restaurants that I that I own with my cousin. And I came home at one thirty a.m. Dottie because it was so busy um, there's outdoor dining, there's indoor dining, there's people at the bar, and and we, we still have 75% capacity, but the amount of folks that were out because the weather was so nice and everyone's strolling on the streets. And Dottie, to your point, I was in uh, my car at 5 p.m. yesterday, and I was stuck in bumper to bumper traffic, Dottie. I, I'm like, what is going on in the city? It, it was just ah, like back in pre-COVID days. So I think everything's coming back and it's um, better than ever. I, I, I've i been here um, and I never left Dotty since I the pandemic you. occurred, right? So it was basically ghost town uh, when I was here. And now the amount of people on the streets, you know, it's it's just, it's so nice to see. And we've always been saying this and New York is such a resilient city and the revitalization of of New York city in front of our eyes right now in terms of folks coming. I think once um, people start, the tourists start coming back, Dottie, be careful. It's going to be, it's going to be a crazy New York city. Once again, you know, so it's, it's happening.
1: Yeah. I was talking to um, at at this group that I'm in citizens for safe in New York. uh, One of the men, his name is Jimmy Chu. So of course I was like, oh, I love you. I love Jimmy Two shoes. Can you get me some? And he's like, Well, that's my brother-in-law, basically. But uh he was telling me that a lot of foreigners now are looking into New York. Now they're coming back to buy because they realize it's at a discount. And you know that New York is an international city. We had a tremendous amount of buyers that came from international. We had plenty of people that are from the States, but also that was a big part. And tourism was a big part of, of what New York did. So everything is coming back. And I, and I feel, and I really, and I I really feel positive about this. I do feel that it's going to come back a little different, but you know, everything needs facelifts. Everything has to change every once in a while. And I think New York was great. But if I go back right before the pandemic, it was really hard to live here if you didn't make a ton of money. And uh, the young people that's, you know, ha- kind of moved to the outskirts like Brooklyn and then Brooklyn got too high. And I think that it kind of lost, you know, when I was a kid and I'm dating myself. But when I was a kid, I would go to Washington. I, I would go to Washington Square. I'd go to the village. There was all those little shops that you could not find any place else. And the village was so edgy then. And there was always little protests going on and people. Um, and I think some of that's going to come back. And I think it's wonderful that young people can actually afford to live here again. Um, I think that's really because I don't. I always said, you'll never catch me in a retirement home. Kill me first. Because I think when, when, when too many people that are all alike stay together, which sometimes people like because it makes them comfortable that they're around people who think alike, I think you stop growing. And um, before we, you know, I want to get on with our show, but I have to say this because I tell everybody all across the country, um, I run a lot of committees for real estate across the country. And I say there's no place like New York because New York accepts everyone. And when I say that, I, I, they, Every color, every nationality, every religion, every age. I even saw the nude cowboy walking around. And that's the man, for those of you who don't know him, he probably don't be famous. But he walks around in just gold spray paint with a cowboy hat. And maybe he wears tiny briefs, okay? <laughs> and all the tourists take pictures with him. Like any, like, I think every place, like, you know, sometimes... Places are just kind of everyone looks the same, acts the same. New York is so eclectic. And when I uh, became the CEO of Douglas Salem and moved to the city from Long Island, I, I truly have grown not only from a job, but I've grown from living in New York City and from all the people I've met. So there's going to be a lot to do this summer. And I hope you all come back and come see all the things that are going on. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk about where we stand right now. And by the way, reach us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email me at www.diamondi.com. We'd love to hear from you, 866 970 Do you know how many Christians live in the Middle East? Six million people. Do you know how many Christians need your help? every single one do you know what we can do with saint francis in beirut we can give them hope we can give them medicines we can give them medical equipment we can give them everything they're looking for because some others decided to remove christianity from the middle east but if we will help them every single day not just to feed them or clothing it's all about giving them another day with the
3: idea that they are recognized that we love them there are cousins sisters
2: There are roots, so St. Francis in Beirut, it's all about helping Christians, and you can be part of that help too.
0: If you want to help Father Paul in his mission, send your donations to St. Francis in Beirut, 213 Stanton Street, New York, New York, 10002.
4: This is Dennis Prager along with fellow host Mike Gallagher. We both want to invite you to join us for the trip of a lifetime to the Holy Land this October. I personally can't get enough of the great state of Israel and its historical significance. Join us to be amazed and inspired.
5: Dennis and I have planned out every minute of this trip in detail with Salem Media Group and our trusted travel partner Inspiration Cruises and Tours. You'll have the best experience imaginable. We're confident by October our trip will be safe. So register today worry-free until July 6th with no cancellation fees.
4: We'll sail on the Sea of Galilee in boats that are replicas of the ones Jesus sailed in with His disciples. Experience unforgettable cuisine and join us for an authentic Sabbath service.
5: It's something you'll never forget. Go to StandWithIsraelTour.com to register or call 855-565-5519. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Book worry-free until July 6th A new broadcast wholly dedicated to one mission. New York City. Information you need from the experts you trust Hillary Kramer, Valerie Delia, Dr. Nicole Sapphire, Arthur Idala, attorney at law, and PR guru Christine Nicholas, New York's First Lady of Hospitality. Weeknights at 7 p.m. with me, Kevin McCullough, only on AM 970 The Answer.
0: Listen to AM970, the answer. And Alexa, tune in, iHeart or radio.com.
3: Hey, it's Joe Piscopo for Pat LaFreda Meat Purveyors. You know they supply many of New York and New Jersey's finest restaurants? Yes, like 1,600 of those restaurants. Now you can get the same high-quality selection of meats for your most important customer, your own family. LaFreda deals in only premium 100% black Angus cattle raised and grazed in the United States. Their only focus is meat. You won't find any frozen side dishes or any gimmicks here, offering every kind of meat and every cut, like uh, tomahawk, bone-in ribeye, porterhouse, center-cut fillet, just to name a few, supplying only the highest quality beef, pork, lamb, veal, poultry, and America's best burger-chopped meat blends. Shipped overnight, cut the night you place your order, and always fresh, never frozen. Order online, please, at LaFreda.com, L-A-F-R-I-E-D-A, LaFreda.com. LaFreda.com. <laughs>
0: It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman.
1: We're back. You're listening to I on real estate. And as I said before the show, we'd love to hear from you. 866-970-9622. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Or email me at dotty at dottyherman.com, which if there's any questions for anyone, I'll get it to them. Or please follow us on our new Facebook page, I on Real Estate, for exciting news and more. Um, We're going to talk about selling and buying during pandemic. But before that, I always like to give you just what's going on now. We're even going to tell you how to sell an ugly house. Um, But right now, Goldman now thinks U.S. homes are priced. For a rise of about six and a half to six to seven percent, which is pretty high. And again, when we get to when we talk to ACE, we're going to talk about how that how how that price appreciation because prices have gone up so high, how that affects affordability and how hard is is it going to be harder to get mortgages. Um, It says, of course, levels of supply. There is no supply. And I am going to tell you again, if you were thinking of buying, if you were thinking of the next five years, like the next three years of selling a home, sell it now and rent. You don't have to have something. People go, well, where am I going to live? Just rent something. Why? We're at the top. You know, I don't want to tell you I'm not a predictor that prices can't go up, but I believe interest rates will sometimes go up. You have part of the reason that people are able to spend the money they're spending is because we have such low interest rates. So, if you are thinking of selling, I would tell you, and I very rarely tell people this now is the time to sell. You don't have to have something to live in, just find something to rent. Because I don't believe in rushing to buy something if you don't uh, have something and there is a limited supply. And um, hopefully, I mean, I see people selling that weren't even going to sell, but they're saying, I might as well. I'm getting top dollar. I don't know how long this lasts, but it is really one of the hottest markets I've been through. And I've been in the business a long time. Houses price, the, the houses haven't priced this high, haven't gone this quick since 2006. And if you remember, I think we had a crash in 2008, but 2007 was a great year. Um, so, we're planning all good stuff for the rest of the summer. I'm going to tell you a little, uh, I'll tell you a little about what to expect in the summer. Um, Jonathan Miller did the Hampton elementary force. And I guess I can been saying that it's been hot, but in the Hamptons l- listing inventory fell at its fastest rate in more than 13 years. Now, what does that mean to you? That means there's no listings. So, Um, When there's no listings, what does that mean to a buyer? When there's nothing to buy and there's a high demand, when there's more demand than supply, what does that do to prices? That raises them. So when there's more demand and not enough supply, it raises prices. When there's a lot of supply and no demand, it does the opposite. So listing inventory, again, fell at its fastest rate in 13 years. Sales surged year over year for the third straight quarter having the largest quarter total of the last six years we had the most the most sales and the and the most amounts of money spent in the last six years sales surged market wide but activity on the one million to five million range one million to five million in the numbers, nearly doubled okay skewing the average sale price lower because there were more, you know, when you get like a $20 million house that sells worth $40 million house, it makes the the numbers go higher. I just also want you to know about the Hansons. I'm going to have someone come on the show one day. If you're looking for a $500,000 house, a $600,000 house, please, you can buy them. Okay. Don't get crazed and Listen to, you know, the people want to hear about those million dollar houses, but there's many houses that you can really buy that are five hundred six hundred seven hundred thousand, and you can have a second home that now is really in a place to just get away from that you don't have to get plane tickets that you don't have to think about flying, that you could go at any time of the year um it's really a wonderful idea. But don't be like, oh, gosh, the Hamptons, nobody can afford it, only millionaires. It's not only millionaires, trust me. Um, Listing inventory for the luxury market rose uh, for the first time in a long time, by the way. So they did great. The North Fork, which is the northern, if you're not familiar with the Hamptons, the Hamptons is the South Fork end of Long Island, and the North Fork is the northern end of Long Island. And that's great for boating. Um, and there's lots of vineyards there. You can get wine. It's a little, lot more peaceful. Uh, the number of sales there jumped annually for the third straight quarter. Uh, listing inventory also fell in the North Fork to the lowest in 15 years. That's how little supply there is. Uh, more, more than a third of all the closings occurred above the asking price. So people were bidding above the asking price just to get in, just to to buy it. Um, the number of sales above the two million dollar mark tripled. Okay, now again, you can find things at reasonable prices there, and it's lovely. Um, if you haven't been there, you should take a trip there one day in the summer. There's vineyards. It's just a great place to be. As far as. Um, long island because we did the city last week long island and by the way long island is on fire now when i talk long island i'm not talking the hamptons even though the hamptons is part of long island they don't like to admit it but they are Uh, they said to me where are you from i said long island they go well you're not from the hamptons you're an up island person well i said well the last time i checked it's all long island but long island did great um, average and median sales price in Long Island rose sharply to new records that they've never had before. The sales, the number of the amount of properties that sold surged at the highest rate in 11 years. Now, so I'm not just talking one place. This is what's going on, of course, the, the, the tri-state. Number of sales in the last 11 years, they haven't seen this many sales. Again, same thing with listing. Listing inventory fell sharply. To the listen to this. The lowest level of listing inventory on Long Island in 18 years. Now, that's really a number. That's a big number. That means we've had the lowest amount of listings on the market for sale in 18 years. The condo, won the, uh, the condo showed the second fastest-paced market in 12 years because usually condos aren't that big on Long Island, but they uh, this time they really uh, they did better than ever. Uh, so that's really good. And um, as I said, and in the Hamptons, sales were up, sales up 50% in the first quarter. And the $2 million-plus deals, like two to five, was probably the biggest category. And um, it's, it's, it's crazy. And if you didn't rent, and uh, you want to know how you can rent, if you didn't, or you're looking for something, get an aggressive agent. I suggest it's Douglas Sullivan, but get an aggressive agent and have them call people that don't have their houses on the market. Um, and maybe you'll end up getting somebody uh, that wasn't considering renting, but you might change their mind. Amagansett, which is close to Montauk, uh, and Shelter Islands were significant growth, uh, they increased 161%. Bridgehampton and Sagaponic had the biggest surge. They increased 306% year over year. So those are, are great numbers. Well, they're great if you're selling. It's tough if you're buying, but I'm always a believer, you know, and again, everyone has a different point of view, but I grew up playing Monopoly. How about you, Steve? Did you, and Ace, did you ever play Monopoly?
4: Love Monopoly. And you know what? It, it's a great game. And actually I took the old one that I had as a kid and I showed it to the kids because the new Monopoly has used like an ATM card. And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 you, you're playing with real dollar bills, no Bitcoin, on our Monopoly game, (laughs) with the original uh, figures and everything. It's a great game, and you know, it's one of those games where you think you're going to win, then you don't know if you're going to win, then you do win, and how much leverage, and so you really get a sense of someone's personality because how much risk and how much are they diving into the game. So it's a lot of fun.
1: All right, but let me ask you this. Uh, When you played Monopoly, what properties did you wish to buy?
4: Well, what I would try to do is get a bunch in a row, so that I knew no matter what people rolled on the dice, eventually they'd land on one of my properties. But it's really interesting. My kids all have different strategies. Some like all the railroads. Some go for the high end. I like to get the reliable stuff. Get a bunch in a row, so that way I always know I'm going to have somebody paying paying me some rent.
1: (laughs) Well, I hope. Well, I was never one who wanted Baltic Avenue, where the rent was six dollars, and I'm like, nah. I don't want Longstreet Avenue. I never change. I'm a location buyer. I believe in location, location.
5: I always want to Hi, pay. Kevin McCullough. As you know, my friend, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop just by making the best pillow, which he did. Now Mike has gone and done it again. Introducing my slippers. Uh, Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. They are designed to wear indoor and out all day long. Made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, they are also made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new MySlippers. The MySlippers are so comfortable that you'll want to get some for the whole family. Call 800-651-0798 and use the promo code AM970 or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listeners square and use promo code AM970. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bedsheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, my favorite, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 800-651-0798 and use the promo code AM970.
0: Hi, I'm Valerie Smuldone.
1: Want you to join me this Sunday on Bagels and Broadway from 2 to 3 because you'll find out about a farm in Pennsylvania that provides organic food and theater. They're presenting a world premiere play in May. That's going to be a live performance. Also, a Grammy-winning sound engineer and producer talks about his long career working with the greats. Plus, find out about Zoom cooking classes with a celebrity chef. All on this Sunday's Bagels and Broadway at 2.
3: If you're a homeowner, then you know your home is your biggest investment, and now so many homes have had to become your office as well. Hey, let's decide that this year is the last time you'll ever have to paint your house again. Talk to my friend Susan, please, at RhinoShield to find out about this unique process. RhinoShield is a coating. It looks like paint, but it seals and waterproofs your house or building and bonds completely to wood, brick, stucco, aluminum, vinyl, or block. Rhino Shield comes in any color you want and has insulating and soundproofing qualities and is guaranteed to never crack, chip, peel or mold for 25 years one person will visit your home walk the outside take the measurements and you'll be emailed an estimate right now susan is offering no payments no interest financing for one year call for a free estimate today 877-744-6608 that's 877-744-6608 rhino shield it's not paint
0: Craving delicious Italian food? Well, Michael's of Brooklyn is back again. Indoor seating is now available for diners by reservation only, and spaces are limited. Michael's follows all the CDC guidelines to ensure the safety and health of their patrons and employees. Have that signature Italian dish indoors. For reservations, call 718-998-7851. At 718-998-7851. Michael's of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Take AM 970, The Answer, anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com.
3: It's Mattress Firm's semi-annual sale, where you can save up to $300 on our top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 on Sealy. Or buy Tempur-Pedic and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Shop Tempur-Pedic stearns and foster and more with our sleep experts today to find your best sleep only at mattress firm offer valid with qualifying purchase restrictions apply valid at participating locations only for offer details visit mattress firm.com
1: sale
0: it's i on real estate got a question call 866-970-9622 here's douglas elements ceo Dottie herman
1: We're back and um, we're talking about everything from soup to nuts about housing but there there was a few articles I thought I'd just go through them with you and one of the questions that actually has been searched, you know, they keep record of what people search the most and one of the search phrases was when is the housing market going to crash? Now I always tell you, you cannot time the market perfectly um, and that's been up uh, 2,000% over the last month because prices are going up so fast that people think, Oh geez, it's going to crash. And um, I'll ask all of you, but I will just tell you uh, the reason people think that is they look at the last housing boom. And after the last housing boom, it triggered a global economic meltdown. And uh, so concerns are understandable, but we are not going to see a crash in the housing market. Uh, We're expecting some cooling off maybe, and you can't continue to grow at this point forever, but it will cool off a little bit, but we don't see any downturn, and uh, we see home prices growing faster. And don't forget the millennials, which are the biggest buyers at this point, uh, they range from about 30 years old to 45. So, some of the younger ones haven't even entered the market yet. They're just starting to. So, and, 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 you know, a year ago when we all melt, you know, when we had COVID and everything just stopped, I was truly nervous, especially about the housing. I was like, what's going to happen to Douglas Elmond? What's going to happen to the houses? Um, I mean, everyone was. And it looked like, you know, that was going to be the end of the housing market for a while. But instead, the exact opposite happened. And uh, things it, we the real estate industry led us out of the pandemic, and America flocked to buy homes. And now, with jobs turning, with jobs returning, and remote schools becoming virtual, but also not virtual, people can live further. And there's a very interesting thing that's going on. People are trying to buy two homes, maybe instead of one big home. Two homes, so they can kind of, because now that they don't have to, like most work, we think, we think that work will return to something kind of in the middle where you don't have to go to work every single day, but, you know, maybe you'll work two or three days at home or two or three days in the office and vice versa. So you can travel further. And so a lot of people are buying, instead of one big home, two 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 homes or two smaller homes. Is And I don't think that's going to stop. And if you recall, before, the, before all of this, I have been saying second homes are on the rise. And I am an absolute believer. Um, I think we'll talk about that next week. <clears throat> but I'm an absolute believer. On, I will give you all the pros of buying a second home and all the cons and all of the things. Because there's always, you know, a risk and a reward. But I do believe, and this is my prediction, Second homes are going to fly and continue. I think that's going to be a trend you're going to continue to see. Uh, so the demands for housing also triggered a building craze. And so the construction business, which is trying to keep up with it, uh, is, is trying to build. and They don't even have enough supply. And this demand is very organic. In other words, okay, so that's why it's not going to stop. The, stir, the, the circumstances that are contributing to today's booming housing market are very different than what precipitated the last boom. Um, and lenders are being very careful. I mean, Ace, when you're lending money now, it's not, you know, I think was it 2007 when when the banks kind of lent money to anybody, or was it before that? When was it when you just had to say, hey, I make this amount of money, and I... This is what I make. Don't check it, but that's what I make. And that guy got a mortgage.
2: What year was that? Yeah, that was two thousand eight, right before two thousand nine. And um, if you had a pulse and you were breathing and living, you you, you got a mortgage, Dottie. So it's a lot different yeah. um, today. You still have to have very good credit. Um, you know, I want to emphasize to our listeners: credit is king. So make sure that you have great credit uh, to get the best rate possible. And um, you know, uh, so many people are are looking to buy and and one of the biggest statistics are, dottie is that the default rate today um it's literally less than 1%, right? Is, um, nothing and, really.
1: Which, I which mean that's
2: so little. So so look, you know, banks are definitely having a lot more consumer confidence. Um, people are borrowing and you know p- the equities and appreciation values um, in homes have gone up so much that people are taking advantage and refinancing and using that money to consolidate debt or even purchase another property as well. So the, the market is very, very active. I think Stephen mentioned there were so many contracts being signed within the last couple of weeks. I mean, we've seen on the mortgage side a tremendous amount of activity on folks purchasing both in the city and in the suburbs, Dottie. So.
1: No, and I think, um, I don't know. I think that what I would like people to take away from this, or at least understand and make your own decisions, is that, as I said last week, when you, first of all, the lenders are not having so defaults because... In 2007, anybody could get a mortgage. You didn't even have to work, really.
2: That's right. <laughs> okay. <Yep. laughs>
1: yeah. And then you could make it up. You could say, "Well, I make $2 million. Okay. I said I made it. So believe it. And they gave you a mortgage. So, of course, people that should not have gotten mortgages got them. And that's why there was such a default. And they didn't have to put a lot down. So now people have to put down their checking credit. So you're not going to see the defaults. And you're not going to see somebody very, well, I shouldn't say never but it's very less likely that somebody who puts 20 or 30% down is going to just say, you know what? I'm going to walk away from this house. I'm not, I'll just foreclose. Okay. That only happens or that usually happens or happens more when people put nothing down. And if they put very little down, then they say, you know what? I might as well just walk because I'm, I didn't really put anything down so that you're not going to see that happen. Uh, and It is, when you have a home, remember something. I don't suggest that you do this, but I just expect that you know this. You're growing equity. And everyone says, okay, well, you know, my father, their big thing was to pay off their mortgage. Okay, okay, that was like, wow, when we pay off the mortgage, that's like a big thing. Now, I'll tell you the truth is, one of my mortgages I could pay off, but I'm not. I'm like, the interest rates are so low. Why should I pay it off? I I might as well have free money. But you can also use the equity that you've built. And you don't want to use too much of it. And, of course, you do not want to go to Vegas now that it's open and gamble your equity in your home. But that money... Is going to grow at the same. Is, 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 it's it's it's, you're, it's really idle money. You're not using. It. If you need to use it to help a child go to school, or you want to become and think like the rich people do, you might take a small amount of that, depending on how much equity and depending if you have or your whole finances, and you might want to buy a second home. Or an investment property, because I really believe rentals are going to be huge. Another thing I strongly suggest, I'm looking myself for like a one family, two family, like a two family house that I can rent. Um, I think rentals are going to really be strong and you don't have to. I mean, look, you have to have some experience, but to really rent a, a rental property. You don't have to know a whole lot. You just have to know that you'll have to get that call at 2 o'clock in the morning that something broke down and you have to be there. But what, Ace, if somebody wants to buy a second home, but they want it to be, and I really, really believe it's a great investment if you buy right, a, a two-family home. Okay, and let's assume they have a mortgage on a home that they live in that's their primary residence. How difficult is it is or what do they have to do to get the financing to, to buy a second home? So that, they buy- wanna, that they want to that they want to use for investment and they're gonna show income because they're gonna show their rents that they're gonna get from.
2: It. Yeah. So if um if you're looking to buy a second home, number one, down payment um is very important, right? And if it's an investment property, um, better yet, the down payment has to be quite um quite substantial. So it's 25% down Dottie. So for our listeners, anyone that's looking to buy an investment property automatically 25% down. If you're buying a three family, four family, they're going to require you to put 30% down. So a little bit more, right? Because the more units you have, the more risk um, you may have. If let's say um, the properties, the units go without a renter. The second thing that you, yeah, go ahead.
1: A little idea. If you have a good friend or a family member, Or instead of your parents just giving you money, you could say dad or mom, or I'm calling you the bank of mom and dad Dad." because (laughs) I want you to have priority before I give it to another bank. Uh, Otherwise, I'm giving it to citizens, but I'm giving (laughs) you first shot.
2: That's true, daddy. First
1: (laughs) shot I'm giving you. Here's the deal. Go in with me on an investment property, a two-family home. We'll buy it someplace where we all know the area. I don't believe in buying investment property where it's miles away and you have no idea it's another state. Yes. And tell I tell you what, we'll become partners on this. And you know something? You might find that the bank of mom and dad goes for it okay but i really truly think it's something you should look at if you don't have the down payment to do it alone it's something i would do with friends now you have to be careful you've got to write it up as if you're you know you're two single parties and always write it up you know so that it's all clear but i i do think that's a growing market rentals and i and i think look i know how many people made money on the stock market this year people became millionaires Obviously, I wasn't one of them because I don't watch it to know it well enough. I'm not on top of it. And I watch so many people I know make so much money. Uh, But I stick to what I know. And maybe that's stupid, but that's just my philosophy. And I know real estate. I understand it. And let me tell you the difference of real estate and stocks. And I'm not knocking stocks. And congratulations to all of the millionaires who made it off the stock market. but. A stock today could be at a high price. When you wake up in the morning, it could be down to $2.50. Real estate generally does not, that does not happen. Now, of course, if there was a world catastrophe and something horrible happened that I can't even imagine, that could. But normally, real estate doesn't just drop overnight. Okay, it might fluctuate. It might The market might be down a little, up a little, down a little. You can go to our market reports on Douglas Elliman and see for yourself, okay, that it fluctuates. And I just think long-term, it's a great investment. And um, I'm a believer in it. So, And I do think two-family homes are going to be hot. I mean, I think they're going to be very reliable. You just have to want to be somebody who wants to rent and be willing to go with that responsibility. So if you need 30% or 25% for two family, 30%, obviously you should need good credit.
2: You need great credit, uh, Dottie. So uh, great credit means anything 720 and above. Uh, They want to make sure that you you are responsible enough, especially when it's not your own primary, uh, but it's an investment property. You definitely have to have good credit. And last but not least, Dottie, you just have to be able to qualify. And one of the things that, um, Borrowers may not know is that you can actually use seventy five percent of the subject rental income in that second unit to qualify as well. If you have, right. yep.
1: Well, slow that down again. So let's say it's a two family house. Yep. And let's say one rent is a thousand dollars and one rent is seven fifty.
2: Correct. You can actually use seventy five percent of the thousand, which is seven hundred and fifty dollars, as the rental income. And you can also use um, 75% of $750 as well. And that's going to be around like $562. So you can use $562 plus $750. So basically 75% of the total rental income you can use towards the bank to
1: qualify. Okay. And let me tell you something. I know there's been a lot of hardship and people lost jobs, but there's a lot of people Who saved money because they were forced not to spend it because there was no way to spend it. You know, I even said, oh, my God, I bought no clothes. I must have saved God knows how much money. I'm a clothes law." Plus, I was nowhere to go. So, therefore, I saved a substantial amount of money. Um, People, they say this year is going to be or, you know, going into 22, is going to be people are going to go crazy to spend money and go out And do things they've never done and they haven't done for a long time. Well, let me give you a tip. Whether you like clothes, whether you like vacations, think a little long-term. Call citizens, call our call, and find out what it would take for a second to buy a second home. And then, of course, I don't suggest you going in with just strangers necessarily. But I think that if you put a good business thing together... It could be a long, term great investment. Um, again, it depends on the price. It depends on where. But I think it's a good idea. I think we'll come back to the news at 11 o'clock. We're going to be back today. So I wanted to go I have a question about mortgages that I'd like to ask why I do be quick. And then we're also going to talk about what we expect to be in there? What we expect to fire and sell this up. In real estate. We'll be right back.
0: I on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. From the studios of AM 970 The Answer on Broadway and Wall Street in Manhattan, this is WNYM,
1: Hackensack, New Jersey, New York City.